the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into another hour of Woods and Water, South Carolina. In case anybody is wondering, the water off Sullivan's Island is Perfect. perfect. It was nice. Actually, got out. It, we we went to Charleston for a wedding. And we this is something totally not like us because we always swear against going to the lake or the beach on Fourth of July. But here we were. Well, the, the wedding was on Sunday, so actually we we actually had a had our first sleepover with my grandson Friday night. <laughs> Things went just fine when he when uh, my daughter in law left. I looked at my wife and says, "Your daughter in law, your daughter." My daughter left. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dropping Lee off, I said. Uh, I looked at my daughter and, I, and my wife, and I said, "Okay, <laughs> no turning back now." <laughs> uh, but oh, his first sleeper went great. I don't know. I woke up. My room was right. There was one door separating my room and his room. And when he woke up at like two thirty, I thought it was the devil because he was <laughs> screeching, well, and I was like, yeah, "What?" What happens when world? babies wake up? They wake up startled. And yeah. But he went back to sleep. Uh, and then I woke up again. I put him back to sleep the second time. You just go in and kind of shake him a little bit. You not shake him. My wife told me not to say that. <laughs> Don't shake him. You just you put your hand on his butt and you just kind of uh, vibrate him. Yeah, it was like a uh, like a massage or something. Massage. He went back to sleep uh, fairly quickly, and he got up the next morning. Happy we went out on the back porch and it was nice and cool and all. Of course, that wasn't this past week where it was nice and hot. Gosh. And Charleston is still as steamy and. Um, it did. It uh, felt like when you walked out of the door, it felt like you were steaming. Like you could probably see steam coming off my head. <laughs> Camera lens fogged up from the inside out. Yeah, my sunglasses had to wait, were had to wait for a few minutes before I could take pictures. <laughs> uh, but uh, mostly kept uh, Lee the, during the weekend. I did great on drive down, which was nice. Uh, had a fun time. We were down there. Actually, got to the beach on Monday to see Salute from the Shore, Taylor. Yeah. 20, it, 2015 was the first year those guys were on this air with me. And you hadn't talking about Salute from the Shore, and I meant to get there every year, and I made it this year, or we made it this year. We did, and it was all great and beautiful, and relaxing, and and I'm laying over there and just, uh, just you know trying to enjoy uh, it, and all uh, of a sudden uh, I hear, uh, uh. I want to go home. <laughs> I'm hungry. It's hot. How much longer we gotta stay? Yeah, uh-huh. I was like, "Well, do you want to see the pretty airplanes, Dad?" <laughs> I did. I, I I I toughed it out for almost three hours. Yes. To see uh, a C seventeen and You're two F sixteens come down. Honestly, I have to say it was cool, but I just I wanted a sneak pass from the two F sixteens. Yeah, it, it was kind of different. Uh, in past, they have gone into Charleston Harbor. And like done some turns, yeah, yeah, in Charleston Harbor. And I don't know, not having been there, I don't know if they, uh, I, the the Civil Air Patrol plane came through an hour before. So about noon, the Civil Air Patrol Cessna came down the coast, went into Charleston Harbor, came back out, and went on down the coast. They were just running the route. 
And uh, I expected them to come down Isle of Palms, kind of bank right over the tip of Sullivan's Island, go in between Sullivan's and Fort Sumter. And then, and it looked like from pictures they did their turn kind of right above the Isle of, Isle of Palms Marina. No, um, Patriots Point. Oh, yeah. And then inside the bridge, across the battery, and then back out by, uh, on the other side of Fort Sumter. But <clears throat> when they came through, they came down Isle of Palms and, and bank left, like they were headed straight through. And we watched them disappear. And then Taylor, you heard, you heard. I heard something and I was like, am I missing? Like, it sounded, it, it sounded like engines. fighters. Yeah, definitely fighter jet engines. And then I looked up, and all I could see was the... It was a uh, pair of the pair of F-16s were kind of coming out of Charleston Harbor. And then the C-17 came back. But the F-16s were... They headed like... Straight out. Over James Island. Yeah. They went They went kind of... Came out and went way right. Um, almost like they were headed to the south end of Folly Beach. It was and then weird. And then you looked up, and the, F- the C-17 was coming like dead overhead. Oh, yeah. and he, uh, he went in and made his turn over the bridge and then came back out on the other side of Fort Sumter and then turned and went on down towards Buford. But we, I mean, we were going based off schedule that yeah. we had saw, and it was like one thirty before we saw, I saw, we got, we, we was, mistook a lot of birds. For, yeah, because they were supposed to come through about one fifteen. Yeah. F-16s, and then the C-17 was like one thirty something but it said they came through as two F-16 escort with... Oh, C-17. And I understand that was because the weather was so bad up over Myrtle Beach. Thunderstorms were already that, over Myrtle that Beach. Way? You okay. could see Did from you her... see videos of Myrtle Beach? No, I didn't. Like, the whole front, I think it was like oceanfront. Yeah. Um, the main drag in North North Myrtle Beach. Underwater. Absolutely underwater. Well, they, they came Golf across... carts yeah. were underwater. Yeah. <laughs> well, we <laughs> we left the beach... About two o'clock. And we saw it. And you could it had backed up all the way just to twenty six and Mozo Deli in Mount Pleasant was closed. Which was 20. a real blow. <laughs> uh if you never then, if, if you want a really good oh gosh, they have the best deli Sam. Mozo Deli in Mount Pleasant. But no um, don't go knocking East Bay. No, so we we ended up going to East Bay out on university at Goose Charleston Creek. Southern. And uh we got there just as the bottom dropped out and we sat in East Bay and watched some Oh, we watched some vivid lightning. lightning. Yes, yes, it was. It was, but but that's hey, that's uh, the coast of South Carolina in the winter in the summertime. Okay, we got we got some good sun though. Yeah, yeah. um, <clears throat> uh, totally flipping from the coast up to the mountains, or maybe there are there are bears at the coast. This National Park Service posted this last year. Uh, if a bear clacks his teeth, sticks out its lips, huffs, woofs, or slaps the ground with his paws, it is warning you that you're too close and are making nervous. The bear's nervous. He this warning is slowly back away. What else should you do or not do if you come across a bear? And this is written in Yellowstone. Uh, do not immediately drop to the ground and play dead. Bears can sense overreacting. <laughs> do not run, shout, or make sudden movements. I love this one. Do not run up and push the bear. Do not push your slower <laughs> friend down. Even if you feel the friendship has run its course. Uh, running may trigger a chase response in the bear, and you can't, uh, can't uh, outrun a bear. But I love that one. Does it say anything about how to do deal with Do not push a slower friend down, even if you feel the friendship has run its course. Does it not say anything about being in a hammock and being a bear burrito? Oh, a bear burrito, no. 
Uh, Gotta do that. Just, yeah, <laughs> I feel that way when I'm in my hammock at night <laughs> camping. Um, but yes. So anyway, there's your funny for this week. That was actually on the National Park Service Facebook page. We have uh, a pretty a pretty intense article that nobody really wants to see, um, but something that we stress a lot here on the show. I don't know. Do you want to get into this now? Um, or save it. <laughs> Because we do have we have two special guests coming on with us. Oh, we do. That's segments. right. Go ahead. Um, Allison Rock is coming on to talk about last year. Goodness, we went, it's been a year already. Whitewater rafting up at the um, Tatuga River. Yep. And we are going to recap it and kind of talk about since it is getting time for that to happen again, and even into the fall, like we talked about. Um, but we're going to talk about kind of recapping some of our favorite moments. Um, some of the things we wish we would have done and wish we didn't have done or <laughs> we didn't do. <laughs> um, and then, who's our other guest? Matt Shell with uh, Green Pine Landing Event Center is going to come on and give us like a, an annual update on some of the improvements out there. Um, and if you're a real Hartwell person, you will get get excited for this. Yeah, it's it's there's there's a lot um, that has been done out there in the past year. Uh, he did say that they uh, kind of slowed down on the development. They're doing a lot of planning right now, and uh, don't do that. Ow. Poor dog. Uh, <clears throat> and so we're going to get an update, update on Green Pine Landing and Event Center, which actually is going to be one of our calendar events if when we get to it in the fourth segment. So, yeah, we'll just say what you've got because that is, that is something that needs to take some yes. time to talk about because you see it all over. Um. And then we do have a short calendar. We'll get to that in the fourth segment, too, and uh, who knows what else. But anyway, y'all hang on. We got more Woods and Water South on the other side of this break. Just enjoy some music for a few seconds, and we'll be back. song takes me back to I don't know I can't remember what year this album came out well look at me they're all good so it doesn't matter it was a good year whatever it was I think it was close to when I graduated high school I think it would have been maybe that's why I like it so much anyway uh, welcome back to Woods and Water South Carolina Uh, joined by a a good friend of ours Matt Shell from Anderson County it's Parks and Rec right and right Matt yeah, Parks Department. Parks Department. There we go. And um, it, we asked him to come back on because there's, gosh, we, we talked about this. It's been almost a year since we did a Green Pond Landing update on some of the stuff that's happened down there. But I know you got some big news, Taylor. The question, please. The question, please. So talk a little bit about the economic milestone y'all had with Green Pond Landing and Event Center this past classic. I'm happy to. So, since 2015, when we opened with the first Bassmaster Classic and the first tournament at Green Pond, when we closed this Bassmaster Classic in 2015, we a milestone of $100 million of economic impact to South Carolina. Wow. With fishing tournaments. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> yes. It's been a first facility, um, as you all know, and it's and that's that just speaks mountains to 
the tourism, the, the attraction that draw to Lake Harbor Fishery in Anderson, South Carolina. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great place to go fishing, and obviously Bass knows that because they keep coming back again and again and again. Uh, and bringing a lot of other stuff, too, because it's not just bass. It's, it's high school fishing. It's college fishing. It's uh, it's down the ladder at the on the MLF side, down the ladder at the Bassmaster Open side. Uh, it's just a it's a great place to come fish. Um, but Green Pond is kind of is kind of the attraction. It's kind of the ramp everybody wants to use and all. So since it's been about a year, take us back maybe to last summer. And I know we had a big high school championship at at Hartwell last summer. Uh, take us back there. And bring us forward to where we are sitting today with Green Pond Landing. Okay, so back in July when we had the the TBF World Finals, we had 400 boats that came in, and they were they came into a, a partially completed amphitheater which seats about 3,000 people, facing facing west, so facing the setting sun. We because of construction delays and things, we weren't able to have the, the 340 linear feet of of weigh-in dock or tee dock. But since since that tournament came and, and went, we have completed the $2.2 million Green Pond Phase 3, as we call it, which is a 340-foot, 340-linear-foot tee dock, which is the weigh-in dock, and then the 3,000 right. amphitheater. Uh, we have, um, since, since that point also, we've actually closed an additional piece of property to create a Green Pond Landing office space for us to, to manage events and tournaments out of. Wow. Which, which has been a, a huge... It's a huge accomplishment for us, and really a testament to what that that facility is bringing in. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, not having a place to meet when you're out there, you're either uh, outside or maybe hanging out under the trees or an umbrella. Yeah, the the bath, the rest, the two story restroom really served a dual purpose. <laughs> um, when it was raining, uh, we you know we're still down to pop up tents or just getting baked in the sun. So yeah. that's. It really gives us a, a you know a conference room space up there. It's an old fellowship hall, so it was really designed perfectly for a reuse of it. Top of the hill, um, it's it's an amazing amazing view from that top. I can imagine. Uh, did you? And I can't remember this. Forgive me for asking. Is the electricity in the parking lot now? Yes, the, so the actually, parking lot. Yes, the upper parking lot has sixteen um, battery charging stations. We have. So we were able to host um, a couple different uh, tournaments that have come in the past that have used that that overnight power station um, or have that overnight power requirement. So we can we have gang we have quad boxes and all the 16 uh, stand up RV spaces. We have 30 amp and 50 amp for different trailer uses and service yards when on, on when they're on the top of the hill. Right. So the power, the power improvement up top was was huge and. And um, and we're we have plans for you know additional power projects in the future and additional lighting down by the amphitheater, and weigh-in dock as well. And then I think I heard you say at one point that y'all had taken out some curbing, and expanded the turn radiuses of of the upper parking lots and the road coming in. Yes, we did. That was and that was a major, that was a major uh, major overhaul. We actually widened five radius five radius points throughout the park throughout the park. So we can actually navigate a semi-trailer into around the perimeter road all the way up to the very top of the truck trailer lot and then back out again. So that just when Green Palm was originally designed, you know, a little more than 10 years ago, it was designed really with the bass boat uh, dimension. So the, the more popular and attractive Green Palm is on fence, we've gotten into triple axles, um, you know, some of the cigarette boats that are coming in, the, the, the yeah. go-fast 
really been a big the go fast uh, boats. <laughs> and I also love the name when they refer to. It kind of made me giggle the first couple of times because it's so simple, but it actually it's go it's it's go hyphen fast and it just has it all. So it's like the go. <laughs> we had a Wheels on Wheels put on a charity run um, early June. And they had one of their best years for uh, donations generated for to help the local Anderson community. But the boats that were on the water at Green Pond, they took up all the dock space out there. They were tickled to be in such a high class facility and, and really draw attention to the center of the lake. They're, you know, very easily um, reached by whether by water or by roadway. Those were some big boats. They were some, and they were some big boats. They didn't, they didn't buckle or didn't scrub on the on the ramp. Was our we're going from the grade break, you know, to the top of ramp. We're at fourteen percent. Right. Uh, they they navigated beautifully, but there were some long trailers coming through Green Pond. I was amazed. I mean, you, there was a picture. I remember seeing a picture posted from probably somewhere. Well, it, it was up on the road, for, looking down at the amphitheater. And and really, all I looked at at first was, oh wow, there's the amphitheater, oh the lake behind it, you know the break in the trees. This really there's the tea dock and all that. And I went back and looked, and there's a cigarette boat parked sideways on <laughs> either side. And I'm like, how in the world did I miss those two things? Right, right. Because those had to have been forty foot boats. They were, they were some long ones. Jeez. So now we're now we're multi rolling with Green Pond. We got multi rolling cigarette boats, fast boats, pontoon. But the aluminum navy is loving it. Oh, I uh, bet. <laughs> oh, aluminum navy. Uh, um, a lot of stuff happening, and the and the the, the house is going to be really cool for y'all to have a place to go out there and and have an office space or have a meeting space. Um, sure. I know the electricity is important to the bass guys, uh, and even and even. To I guess well I guess when Bass comes and they bring their own generators and all that and have their own power sources, but I imagine some of the smaller places are loving having all that electricity up top. Yeah, and for some tournaments we've actually had to bring in and rent about five to seven thousand dollars of auxiliary power to run some of the events on place. So bringing everything hardline will just will eliminate all that extra noise around there, and that's so that's that's been a game changer for us at Green Pond as well. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, <clears throat> let's talk about we got we got about three minutes or so. Give us you don't have to give us the time frame, but just what what's what are some of the things that are coming? And then there's a there's an event I want to talk about that's coming out there in July. Okay, so the 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 biggest the the near the, the near term project that we're working on now it's in design development is is the addition of the three the three additional east uh, east launch lanes at Green Pond, and well with that comes the the bookend dock, another L dock that goes out out there alongside of it, just to, to really to wrap up that the whole launch and dock project, as well as uh, 80 additional feet of T dock head to go out there. So it'll bring us to a 120 foot by 12 foot T dock out wow. at the way area, and then our six 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 launch lanes, and and then we're at, over there we're close to 1400 linear feet of, of dock space. But 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 wait a minute. That's going to require some dynamite out there. It uh, it will. It actually is the water dynamite. So there's a whole extra permit process in there with the core because wow. there's nothing running underneath that gravel pad, which which many of y'all remember. It's yeah. just it, it's just covering up blue granite run strength or blue granite vein that runs down into the lake. So there'll be some underwater shots for sure this this time around. Ooh, that would be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 
The other thing we're doing, too, is we're working on a host site at the top of the hill, a temporary host site, which will just put somebody there 24 hours a day just to have someone on site for a presence. And huh. that site is going to kind of hold hold that, that piece of land until down the road we, we do see the expo space coming in. You know, ballpark about fifteen thousand square foot, top of the hill, okay. chimney, garage doors, and glass. So it's, oh. it's that's in the that's the that's the that's a little further out vision, but that's what we're working towards. Well, it'd be pretty with glass on that side towards the lake. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <clears throat> something else, something I had. Oh man. Oh, uh, when you put in three more lanes, where's the fire pit going to end up? Listen, that's that's been a <laughs> struggle for me. It's going to have to stay on that side because the way the wind goes. But I think we're going to have to split it, Roger, and put two fire pits on either side of of the uh, of the ramps. So I think it's oh. going to going to split up double. So it's going to look a little medieval out there. Twice the fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I'm thinking. Oh man, that's great. A lot of improvements coming out of there. A lot of stuff has already happened, and that's a great facility. All right, got about a minute left. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but the amphitheater. Uh, you know, originally pull through, weigh in for fishing tournaments and all that, but you got something that's going on the next, well, in July and then in August, and then I think there's another one out there in October uh, yeah. that is being it's being used for something that's kind of really neat. Yeah. So coming in June, June, July, and in October, or July, August, and October, we've got we've got a RPM Theaters is going to put on three showings of different water-based um, theater acts, and so we're really looking forward to that. Just diversifying the crowd and the audience, and the and the and the recreation opportunities for people in in the area. So we've, there's a there's three different um, theater three different theater, theater shows that are coming on. One's called the Star Spangled Spectacular. That one's the one coming up here in July. There's a Gilligan's Island show, which is going to be a, a, a classic riot. And then we've got the Tales of Ghost Island, which is based on um, an island that was that's now underwater. Uh, from the flooding of Hartwell uh, decades and decades ago. So it's it's something exciting to see, something different to do for people to come out and have another reason to come watch the sunset at Green Pond. Oh, man. And we were talking about some of the plays. I mean, the, the, I think you had some auditions. They did some auditioning for a Star Spangled uh, Banner, uh, it, which is yeah, going to be fun. Recruiting, there's recruiting. There's opportunity for people to, to try and put a, get their face out in the world, too. So it's it's exciting. <laughs> Along the way, they'll be practicing for those all those weekend. Yeah, they'll be practicing the week uh, or rehearsing. I guess it should say the week up to it. So there's there's something to do for those. They're really for those six six to eight weeks of showings. There's something to see out there if you come out in the evenings. Matt, as always, it's fun to talk to you. Always something new at Green Pond. Thanks for taking a little bit of your time to be here. And uh, folks, sure. get out there and enjoy Green Pond Landing, and uh, hang on because we got more woods and water cycling on the other side to break. Thank y'all. Have a great day. Welcome back to another segment of Woods and Water South Carolina this Saturday. Um, you know, it's it, Taylor. It's been hot. I mean, yeah, it's July. It's been hot. It's been so hot, my eyes started twitching. <laughs> or is that just me? I, I think that's a mental condition. <laughs> what do you think, Allison? <laughs> well, 
I just want to say that I think you missed a really big opportunity to open up this segment Uh-oh. with banjo music. Oh, um, no. I really feel like there's a missed opportunity here. But <laughs> back to the heat. Um, it, it has been very hot. It has. It has. I think that I twitched the mental thing, though, Taylor. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, yeah, Allison Rock is with us, uh, our hiking contributor here on the show. Uh, we haven't done much on hiking this year, Allison. It's just been busy. Gosh, it's been so busy. I've been busy, too. Yes. I mean, I've actually gone to some of the national parks, um, but I haven't hiked nearly as much no. as I did a year ago, a year ago. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But well, yeah. when the get out there when you can. When the heat index is at, like, 105, I don't think I'd be complaining. Well, it wasn't 105 in February and March, Taylor. Well, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. True. And you and I weren't hiking anyway. But, no, last year, <laughs> about this time, uh, in conjunction with the South Carolina 7 trek across South Carolina, the three of us got to go whitewater rafting together. Now, I know, Taylor's, Taylor, you've never been, right? No, I was scared that. to death. And I hadn't been. Allison, you had been before, though. Yeah, but it had been many years, okay. like high school time frame. Okay. So that okay. was very neat to get back into the raft again. So what we did was we met up at Wild Water Limited up, on the, up on, near the Chattooga River. And the Chattooga is a scenic waterway uh, that has designated a scenic waterway. And we rode a an old bus, which was kind of fun. Took me back a few years. Uh, we were issued a helmet, a paddle, and a life jacket, and uh, had a little safety meeting right there on the trail going into the Chattooga. Uh, jumped in our our raft with Heather, our guide, who is actually the picture taker for Wildwater, or she at least she has been. And um, couldn't get a hold of Heather, so we just—I didn't want this to go any further. So we're going to do it today. Uh, and rafted the Chattooga River. Uh, it was a short. Was this was a four-hour trip, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think it was, one of the I think it was called the Mini. The on, Mini. Um, that's right. On their website. Yeah, the Mini. Yeah. I'd love to go back and do like the whole like overnight thing. That would be fun. That'd be fun. Or the longer one. That would be cool. Wouldn't yeah. It? We really lucked out, too. Oh, the yeah. weather, I was looking back on it. Um, the, it was in the mid-80s. Beautiful. That day. Yeah. Sunny. Scenery yes. was awesome. The trees were nice and green. Water the tent was water good. Was cold. Oh man, wasn't it, Taylor? Water was cold, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell us more, Taylor. Tell us about how cold the water was. I heard you got splashed or dipped I, a I few just, times. I don't. I don't understand. I was just standing there trying to eat my daggum snack, and he came over there and threw me in the water twice. Twice. <laughs> no, you threw me in, and then you dumped me under. Yeah. I'm just like a moving target with blonde hair. Yeah, well, you bring it on yourself. Because if I hadn't have done it, I'm sure Tom or some of the other ones were, were angling I to get know, it done. I know, especially Tom. Tom, Tom definitely would have done that. I mean, um, did you really go whitewater rafting if you don't get wet? Yeah. I, mean, I would rather get wet without being dunked by my dad. <laughs> what, that was just a like, precursor to what yes. was coming. Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, you know the, it, it, and you were right. We we had a we were talking before, and we had a very and I mean not not to carry this too far, but a very intimate setting. I mean, it was four of us in the raft, the three of us and a guide. We talked a bunch, man. We laughed so much. Um, uh-huh. I found out. Let's see, Allison can't count. 
Oh, I can't. Yeah, I mean, I was so eager to just paddle. <laughs> For anybody that's never done this before, you kind of have to be in sync of yeah. people that are sitting yes. on the left and the right yes. of the raft. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we've never rafted before, no. so it's, you kind of have to learn each other and, like, how fast or how hard somebody yeah. paddles. Yep. So, and, yeah, I was just eager. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Heather's, <laughs> I mean, and that's, that was, I think that was, one of the besides Duncan Taylor and all the fun we had otherwise, the fun part was being involved in the actual rafting part. I mean, because she would call out, "Okay, three strokes on the right, or two strokes forward, or or one stroke, and let's see what's happening." I mean, we were involved the whole trip, weren't we, Taylor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt it the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. you I was amazed how much we were involved, and I kind of figured you just got in a raft, sat there, and down the river you went. But no, we were uh, we were a means of propulsion. We got through rocks and over some but riffles. We and didn't even know what was coming. Was no, well, that just we'll wait till that in the end. Okay. So, okay, so, so that's right. So, yeah. So my most my favorite part was being involved. What was yours, Allison? What was your favorite part of the trip? You know, I really enjoyed uh, the snacks. Halfway, do you remember that? We got out yes, of the boat, yep. we got some snacks. Yep. You know, snacks just, orange slices and cookies just seem a whole sure. lot better after you've, like, had a workout. Yeah. So and- <laughs> I enjoyed the snacks. And then being able to um, get in the current. You remember we walked up between those rocks yep. and then we just jumped floated in. back. Yep. We jumped and we floated on down the river. Um, that was that was really fun to just feel the force of that free-flowing yeah. Chattooga River. Um, that was that was an incredible experience, too. Taylor, fun? Mm. Uh, I think. I think. I think my favorite part was the last part we're about to get to. Uh, I don't want to ruin well, it. Well, go ahead. And I, mean, I hate that my GoPro battery. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> That was so I was bad. so like, oh, I've got to record this, got to record this. Yeah. And go figure, on the very last, it like, died. the biggie, it died. it died. That's what happens. But, yeah, we, we... I mean, at least I didn't lose the GoPro. Right, yeah. the battery There are some died, worse things, you know? yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we, we, we were actually the last group to go through Bull Sluice because, like I said, Heather had to take all the pictures, and then we actually went with another guide who... who let us came or who brought us down. Um, go ahead, Taylor. Talk about Bull Sluice. Well, it looks pretty scary when you're standing on the rock looking over it. <laughs> they let you go preview it. You can yeah. either opt in or opt out. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of freaky. <laughs> Allison, were you ever in, in doubt, or were you always in it? Oh, I was always in it. Like okay. I know that they give you the option. Like you get out, you go and look at the rock, and you see it happening, and you're like, okay, yes or no. I was definitely all in. But I will say, watching the other boats do it, it kind of built up my <laughs> not anxiety, but just like, oh yes, I'm so ready to do this. Um, and I, I think we had. You know, there were only four of us total right. in the boat versus maybe five or six in the others. So right. I think we actually came, when we came down the bull sluice and we went in the water and came back out, we, we probably right. got a little bit more height coming yeah. out because yeah. we didn't have a, enough weight in the boat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to, to go down, to feel the boat get full with water a little bit and then come out, yeah, that, that was very memorable. Taylor? That's kind of fun. <laughs> Take us through your experience of it. I don't know. Were you always in it, or were you kind of on? No. I did not want to do it. 
I was like, you gotta be I'm not going down that thing in a little blow-up raft looking thing. Like, I, I'm like, there's no way. But, like, I don't So know, what like, happened? Well, when it came down to it, I was like, well, I guess if I die here, I mean, <laughs> She dies no, here. Ain't nobody gonna miss me. <laughs> so I was like, God, all right. Taylor. So, I mean, I did it, and, like, going down, like, <laughs> the anticipation that you build up before you get to the big rock with the drop-off, because you guys still have to paddle to it. Right, you do. And, we did, yeah. And so it was like, oh, gosh, I'm actually doing this. I'm actually doing this, and it hits you after you got off the drop-off. <laughs> like, and we got caught. We got kind of turned sideways down in the bottom. Yeah, we did. We we uh, one of the ends swung around and kind of got yeah. sideways a little bit. We took on a little extra water over the side. I was like, but, oh, okay. But I think what what they were like, how many boats went through it? Eight or nine, and we were one of like three or three that stayed upright. Yeah. That nobody because everybody right. else, a, lot, a bunch of other people turned over and ended up going through bull sluice like on the life jacket side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we kind of ping ponged a little bit yeah. between the rocks yep. as we were going down. I remember the feeling of us kind of. Rocking back and forth yep. a little bit, but uh, that's then, to us for staying upright. Yeah, and then you were talking about getting to to jump in and float while we when we did the snack thing. They gave you that opportunity at Bull Sluice too. You kind of went up yes. below the big drop, and you could jump off the right. Now I don't think you did it, Taylor. Me? Yeah. That's probably eating food. <laughs> You're probably eating food. <laughs> but, you, but they gave you the opportunity to go jump off into the. I guess the tail race of bull sluice and come on down that way. Now, it was funny though; you had to be careful because there are some rocks real close to the surface down below it. And I, I right. remember hitting one of those because they 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 tell you how to float. You know, mm-hmm. you got to float high in the water and keep your legs up because you can't get your legs underneath those rocks. Um, but yeah, just a just a great time, and I I uh, I wanted to get this in, uh, Allison. I appreciate you go, taking time to go with us. Um, and I want oh to get this God. in and let these well, other people know that, you know, they they do it all through the summer, but they, she said some of the best trips are during the fall when the leaves are turning. So, oh, I can imagine. you know, it was just a fun time. Mm-hmm. And, and we got about 15 seconds left, Allison. Um, anything you want to say in closing? Just that it was a top-notch experience. I mean, between what the SC7 is doing and having Whitewater cater this event to us, it, it was just a perfect day weather-wise, experience-wise. I'd totally do it again. Absolutely. Taylor, do it again? Yep. Yes? Yep. There you go, folks. We are amateur rafters. We have been down the Chattooga one time, through Bull Sluice one time, and we would all do it again. Allison, thanks for the phone call. The rest of you, hang on. We'll be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side of the break. See ya. Yep. Welcome back into Woods and Water, South Carolina. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not much to go up there and whitewater raft with Wildwater Limited. Uh, got a nice place to meet. The old house is really cool. Changing rooms for you. Um, just just a neat place to be. And then uh, Green Pond. That, that's going to be a. I don't know if there will be another place like Green Pond. <laughs> I know they're building. I know they're planning on building a big ramp system down on Santee. Yeah. 
But, uh, man, Green Pond, they've just got it going on. Yeah, they do. And while we're at it, let's just do the calendar right quick. Okay. While we're here, we'll just do the calendar. We didn't split this up, did no, we? No, we didn't split this up. You want me to do it? Okay. okay, give me this one. Okay. So you got two, so go ahead with your first one. Um, there we go. So if you're... Oh, we didn't say who this was brought to you. Brought to you by Capital City. Lake Murray Country. Yes. We're, we're kind of slacking. No, we're not. I, I was. You were. Okay. I wasn't. Um, if you're local, if you're in the Greer area, even, I mean, all the way to Spartanburg, if you have a kid that wants to... Come and fish um, with their community at any of their local lakes, like Lake Robinson. Uh, gr- nice job, Dad. Thank you. Did you knock can. over a picture frame? No, huh? Oh. It's just one trash can. Anyway, um, Greer Police Department is inviting young people to join them um, for a morning of fishing at Lake Robinson. Uh, the kids must be accompanied by an adult, and anyone over 16 must have a valid fishing license. So, going over that before, you can go to the DNR website. Get download the Go Outdoors app. You can download an app now, and that, is, that can be your fishing license. It's but not have to be you in have paper. to buy it first. Well, it's yeah. It's listed there. But, but you don't have to carry it yeah. in your wallet because I lose stuff. And yeah. yeah. Let's just say that app's coming handy for me. Uh-huh. Um, but you can contact Corporal... Austin Chambers, um, you can get his information off of the Group PD website for more information and how to sign up. And it is July 23rd, 8 a.m. to noon. And actually, Allison told us that they are supporting it and might have some goodies out there for those kids. Oh, we like goodies. We like goodies. Uh, the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources, Public lottery hunts for deer season, the upcoming deer season, is now open. Open July the 1st. Those applications will stay open all the way through August 15th. And uh, this guy right here missed the alligator application this year. Yeah, and I, did, I found out about that when um, we were, where were we? I was about, I think we were on, we were on a boat. No. I don't know. I was that. like very close to, yeah, we were on a boat. And I was close to pushing you in the water because you That's told me you that were. you, yeah, yeah uh huh. Because I wanted to go. So if you're if you're interested in putting in for one of the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources lottery deer hunts, have at it on their website on the app. You can do either one. Um, average point. This was interesting. Average number of preference points for selection. This is not a guaranteed thing, but just average. Alligator, you have three to four. If you want a deer multi-site, one to two. Deer unrestricted, zero to one. Uh, the web gun hunts three to four. Web archery is three to four. Quail at Macby is two to three. Turkey multi sites two to three. Turkey multi site for the youth hunters is zero to one. Waterfowl is two to three, and waterfowl youth is one to two. So that'll give you some idea. You may have to apply for a few years to get drawn, but that's not too terribly bad. Uh, the lottery, uh, say each hunter must have a wildlife management area permit, a big game permit, and in addition to a valid hunting license to attend the hunt. And it goes through the multi-site, unrestricted multi-site web gun, web archery, and South Fenwick archery lotteries operate independently and maintain separate preference points. Uh, antler restrictions apply to the multi-site lottery, but there are no antler restrictions for the properties included in the unrestricted multi-site lottery. A hunter younger than 16 years of age is not required to have a hunting license, but must be accompanied by a licensed adult, 21 years or older. 
who is, has been selected for the same hunt. All hunters must wear a coat, vest, or hat of solid, visible international orange color while the hunt is, pro, is in progress. And then they have WMA rules, too, that apply. Um, let's see. Cancellations will not be refunded. Sorry. Shotguns, rimfire cartridges are not permitted at the multi-site deer hunt. Only centerfire rifles, 22 calibers and larger, and muzzle loaders, 36 caliber and larger, are allowed for web wildlife center gun hunts. And it goes on to get some more. But anyway, you got Bear Island, uh, Belfast, Bonaferry, Botany Bay, Donnelly, Hamilton Ridge, Palachicola, Watery River, Web Center, WMA Archery, the gun hunts, and then there's a brand new one this year, South Fenwick Island. It's archery only deer hunt, but you have to have a boat. Hmm. So, now through August the 15th, go online and register. Well, we talked a little bit about some of the improvements coming to Green Pond Landing. Yes. Um, and we touched on this a little bit, but we didn't really go into the Lakeside Theater Live details right, for their season. Yep. Um, so, like we said, there's three um, events that are going to be there. And what are so there? It's like a it's like play. Yeah, this is a local theater company in Anderson that's putting on these plays, and. You know, it's just utilizing an so, event space that's already there. It's so new, but I love yes. it. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and throw out some of these dates in case y'all are in the area and want to go check it out. Um, there's a Star-Spangled a star Spectacular is going to be July 15th, 16th, and then 20th or 22nd and 23rd, all starting at 8 p.m. Um, tickets are $15 and then $12 for children. Uh, and then on August 19th, 20th, 21st, and then the 26th and 27th, they're going to have Gilligan's Island. That would be a funny that'd one. That would be a fun I'd one to go to. Yeah. Yep. Um, and each day there's different times. So Friday and Saturday starts at 7.30. And then um, Sunday and or the next su- Saturday and Sunday that they're doing it is going to be at 3 o'clock p.m., and the same price is for tickets. And then a little bit down the road in October, um, the 28th, 29th, 30th, and then November 4th and 5th, they're going to be doing Ghost Island, um, the Tales of Ghost Island. Which Matt says is about an island there at, that's under Lake Hartwell. Yep, this is an the, original Lake Hartwell play yep. written and directed by, I can't, he was the one that he was talking about. De Geronimo or whatever, Geronimo, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, so that's going to be Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m., and then the next Saturday and Sunday is going to be at 3 p.m., and same price for tickets. And October on Hartwell ought to be beautiful. Oh, goodness, yes. The nice breeze. This one's out of, this story right here is out of Louisiana, but it, it just, it, it caps something that Taylor and I see practically every time we go fishing. And that's why, I like, we... This is going to be serious now. You need to pay attention. We do stress so much about boater safety on the show because, like we said, we do see it a lot. We're we're not out there near as much as any regular guide is or anything like that, but we are out there enough to see this happening a and lot. And if we see it happening a lot, it's got to be happening yes. all the time. And we, I mean, we see it on our small little home lake up yeah. here. Yes. There's no telling what's happening on Murray and Hartwell and Santee and everything, but... Watery. Uh, watery. Wiley. Um... Oh. On Monday, so July 4th, this this article was released the next day, but um, a teenage girl was killed after falling off a pontoon boat into a river. And you may think, oh, well, okay. Well, she was bow riding. 
So, in other words, she was between the pontoons, the pontoons sitting on the front. With her feet hanging off. With her feet hanging off. Um, they hit a wake from another boat. She fell, and when you fall off the front of a pontoon, you are funneled into underneath the boat between two pontoons. And what's at the other end? That's the motor. Um, so she was caught up in the props, and it, and yeah, she didn't walk away. It killed from her. That. Um, and that's why we 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 do we see it a lot. We've had we've had to stop and tell people like because the driver of the boat, he's now sentenced to thirty something years in jail. Um, there was alcohol involved, but it it's it's like a snowball effect when something happens like that. It's the driver's fault, and I mean it. it it's stuff that could be avoided so easily. And, it, and it's not like people are doing it, like oh, watch us. I yeah, mean, no, it. I mean, we, we the last one of the times we were up on Lake Bowen last year, it was looked like a grandmother mm-hmm. and some of her and friends her, and her grandkids and her grandkids and two of them were sitting up there bow riding and they were just they were really weren't even going very fast. No, it was weren't. not much more than idle speed. But and because they were going idle speed and they were so close to us, I said, you know, I just said, hey, I said, can I give you some advice? And you could get in trouble for this. And, well, I mean, not to get you in trouble. Well, you know, your grandkids. I mean, just look where they're sitting, and if they fall in, where are they going? Mm-hmm. It's different when you're bow riding on most any other boat. You get tossed out. You go over the side. Yeah. Not normally do you get sucked into the motor, but yeah. on a pontoon boat, if you fall, if you're bow riding, you fall in. You're going to be channeled by the pontoons. And you've got nowhere to go except into the motor. Well, you said like, not so much that you get in trouble, but if if there is a lake warden out there, he will stop you. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. For that reason, there. I mean, a lot of people yeah. don't think about it, and it's nothing like we're fussing at everybody that does it because we don't. I mean, you don't only really think about it, but when you see things like this, it, it really needs to kind of take I a think, hold of you. I think bow, a ticket for bow riding is about six hundred bucks, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? It doesn't. It that's Louisiana, so it doesn't say. But oh, I think in sorry. South Carolina, I think it's about six hundred bucks. So just, just, just safety. Just. Yep. It, I know it's it's not something you think about when kids say, yeah, "I want to I want to sit on the front of the yeah. boat and hang my feet." Oh, that sounds really fun. It'll be nice. We won't go very fast and all that. But it, just that know. was just a wake from another boat. Yep. And there you go. Yep. We've had several drownings on the area lakes here over the Fourth of July holiday the last week or so. So just be careful if you. You know, a lot of alcohol was involved. Uh, we did have a person lose. Oh, he killed him. Laceration from the prop. Oh, he passed the away? The 60-year-old guy, yeah. Was he, did he get to the hospital? No, he made it to the hospital, but he, he didn't survive <laughs> at the hospital. So, uh, anyway, just, just, just be careful things. out there. You can't always control what happens, but you can sure be careful. And we can't let it end on a note like that. So, Low Country Shrimp Boil brought to you by Old Bay Classic Seafood Seasoning. This is really good. 13-minute prep time, 30-minute cook time, seven ingredients, eight large servings. Half a cup of Old Bay seasoning, one tablespoon of salt, three quarts of water, one can of beer optional, eight medium red potatoes cut in quarters, eight fresh corn, eight ears fresh corn cut in half, four pounds of large shrimp in the shells, uh, Bring it to a boil, add potatoes, 13 minutes, corn, 7 minutes, shrimp, 4 minutes, drain and dump it on the center of a paper covered picnic table and have at it. Shrimp boil. Thanks for listening. As always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the camera. We'll be back with more Woods and Water next Saturday. Join us.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.